All right. Welcome, everyone. My name is Mark Hummel, and this is Mark Hummel's Harmonica Party. I'm in Berkeley, California at the Freight Salvage with Louisiana resident and longtime blues man, Kenny Neal. How you doing? I'm Kenny? good, Mark. How you doing, man? Good. Okay. I'm glad, good. glad things are all right. Good to be here. Yeah. And thanks again for coming out. Yeah. For this. Well, that's. You better some safe than I would say. Oh, I had a lot of fun. People have loved what you've done. So we're going to talk to Kenny about uh, his career in blues and his family and and all uh, the different things that he's done because I've kind of known you long enough to kind of have some some ideas to a lot of the stuff that you've done. How did I now? How old were you? You got you got ten brothers and sisters? I'm the oldest of uh, ten kids. Seven boys and three girls. Okay. My mom had five boys straight, and we was getting tired of boys. And finally, <laughs> she brought two girls home, and that was a big treat for us. Yeah, I bet. And then another sister, another girl, and then two baby boys. And uh, that's the ten. We're about 15, 15 years. Central dealer. And that's Separated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. From me to the uh, youngest family. Yeah. yeah. So did you guys all grow up in Baton Rouge? We all grew up in a little town called Ormoinville. And um, it was uh, about 20 miles west of Baton Rouge. Okay. In the country. Where Lazy Lester came from and Slim Harpo. Okay. He came from a little town called Malata Bend. Okay. And so we grew up out there in the country. And um, we really didn't have nothing to do but to sneak in our dad's car during the day. You know, in the morning, because he play at night, mm-hmm. and we'll pull the guy's instruments out and, and jam on him. That's right. what he told us not to do. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, my mom's name is Shirley Neal, and uh, my dad was Rayful Neal. Right. And how old is your mom today? Uh, she's 84. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Not, not, not that old. Not a big gap between she and I. Um, yeah, that's amazing. That, she must my mom old. is amazing. She had all 10 of us what, by the time she turned 27. We was all in here. That is crazy. Yeah. That is craziness. With wow. just one set of ten. Sorry. And is everyone a musician on your phone? Everybody play. Yeah. It's always uh, we all musicians grew up listening. We don't I don't even remember learning to play because we play by ear. Right. Only thing I learned how to read music in was um trumpet and school, trumpet club. Okay. And I learned to read that, but my guitar and the harmonica playing, saying, Oh, that's fun here. Now, did your dad actually show you some stuff? Oh, yeah, because he would sit around and play all that old Jimmy Reed stuff around the house. And uh, and we had friends come over, you know, when he was a teenager back in the 50s, him and Buddy Dime was right. Dan may say he kind of started. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about Rayful Neal, who was Kenny's dad. Yeah. Who was a Louisiana uh, legend uh, out of in the same group of Slim Arpo. And oh, yeah, they was all Lester, together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Lazy Lester and Light that Swim, Lightwell Slim, yeah. Sundown, Whispering Smith, Sundown, you know, and uh, all of these guys was like uncles to me. Right, coming right. off. Yeah, so you yeah. got to hear all those guys in person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah very much. Same house. Yeah. So I think that's where I get it from because I don't remember as a kid. You know, some th- some kids grow up discover they want to play blues after they're 15, 16 years old. Right. I don't even know when it started. Russ is always uh, always there. Yeah. You were always around. Always around. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, do you remember meeting Buddy Guys? I haven't worn you in Oh, very much. But Buddy would, um, Buddy left my dad's band in 1957. 
Yeah. But every year or two, he would always come back and they would visit us. And, and so he would yeah. never go for a long time. So that was a and lot. Philip guy as well was yeah. feather. So that has a lot to do with why you got in Buddy's band. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think Buddy was returning the favor to my dad by hiring me right. in 1976 when I turned right. my team. Right. Now, was Junior in the band? As Junior well? Wells was in the band. Okay. And um, I was playing music one Friday night, and Sam died by the other brother that people don't know about. Yeah. He came in the club and stuck a little piece of paper in my top pocket and said, the paper read after I took a break, buddy guy said, call it. So I go uh, to the telephone booth. It was a dying man, but I didn't even have that. I called him Colette. Right. <laughs> wow. And he said, uh, well, Philip said he was down in Baton Rouge a couple of weeks ago, and he heard to play bass, and you need a bass player. Uh -huh. And I'll speak to your dad, but I'm, if you're interested, I'd like for you to come and beat us at Antony's in Austin, wow. Texas. So you flew straight then. That was a Friday night, and Buddy was playing that next Tuesday, and I never left home before. And wow. he was saying, you know, if you can pack your suitcase, I wanted to say, what suitcase? <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. I so gotta go I, get one. <laughs> so I, I caught a ride with one of my friends to Houston and then I got on a Greyhound bus when we wow. went to Austin. And I was a bit nervous, a little suitcase and a yeah. bass guitar. And uh we went into rehearsal that afternoon and um they start calling songs like things I used to do and those were all songs you guys know Debbie Reard and Mother Waters and I was like yeah. man this is like throwing a rabbit in the broth and <laughs> I'm at home <laughs> who were the other guys in the band at that piece? it was Philip Guy right on guitar right Merle Perkins on drums and myself and bass okay um Junior Wells harmonica so the five piece man. yeah yeah while we would travel in a little 1876 Chevy van. Wow. Yeah, that's what we traveled. Too much. So did you go directly from there to other Well, actually, how that work? A week later, I came back to Baton Rouge because Buddy had a, had a show there in Baton Rouge. So I had a chance for all my dad band members, my family, and everybody to come and see me perform. That's exactly Before I went back. That's how I came back one week later, a star. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. So uh, I had a chance for them to see I was okay uh -huh. and I played well. And yeah. Everybody was happy to see me off. And That's great. Wish me all the best. That's awesome. Yeah. So did you end up moving to Chicago after that? Oh, yeah. And uh, you said Junior really never, looked out for it. Yeah. I never did. I had a 73 Thunderbird at the time and I left all that back home with my mind. And I went to Chicago, empty hands, walk out, shooting. Yeah. And uh, when I got there, I didn't re I realize after I got there what they mean when they say the hot. Right. Was <laughs> that cold weather. And, yeah. you know, in the South, we would wear them little knit pants. Right. Which was too thin. So you knew what they were saying about when they said where the weather <laughs> yeah. included yeah. clothes. Yeah. So Jimmy yeah. Wells took me under his wings and says, Son, I'm gonna have to take you down to Jewtown here and get you some clothes. Right, you know, right. And um, and we go down in the market, and we would get these big, heavy war coats for right and rice cans and stuff. So he he taught me the ropes. And that's cool. And uh, that is so cool. He become like a uncle to me. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, much more than Buddy did. Yeah. Buddy was my homeboy. I thought he was going to be the one. But he didn't really. No. Yeah, that's interesting. No, yeah. he didn't. I've always heard that. I have, to give, was really I have to give it to Junior for yeah. that. Yeah. I'd always heard that Junior was the, the, you know, the guy. Yeah. And it was so amazing because in Baton Rouge, yeah, my dad and I, with the band, I was always going to pick up the musicians and setting up the equipment for my dad and stuff like that. And we would play on weekends because Monday to Thursday, it was just quiet. Right. But then I got to Chicago and every night of the week, so it was music, something yeah. was happening. Yeah. And that yeah. was totally new to me and yeah. amazing. Yeah, I bet. You know, yeah. on Monday at 10 o'clock in the morning, Lefty Diz would be playing wow. music at 10 in the morning. So it was just the band was flanked up. Yeah. Wow. And I had never seen anything like that. So I yeah. thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah. That is amazing. It wasn't boring to me at all. Right. You know. So who do you remember from Chicago when you were there? Oh, man. I remember Carrie Bell. I remember uh, the Aces, uh, Lewis Miles, right. Dave Miles, uh, yeah. Fred Velo was close to, to me. Um, Johnny Dollar. We had Johnny Dollar around there. We had the, um, the Scott Brothers, you know, back then. Oh, just tons of them. James Cotton. Right. Um, Muddy Waters would come down on Mondays at the at the Blue Monday Jam. Was that a Teresa's? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was at Checkerboard. Oh, oh. Checkerboard. But T. Reese's, we had a good time right down there at Teresa. Oh, that was going in the city. Yeah, Junior. Yeah. That was Junior Club. Was when Junior. She Club. Yeah. yeah, Miss Teresa was like his mom to me. Right. And uh, I would go from checkerboard to Teresa. Right. That was and it. checkerboard was Buddy's Club. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy Long. The, the, right. Sammy guitar. Great. Man, man. so great. Uh, oh, I knew Primer from that. Oh, I knew Primer was in the band down there. Right. He was afraid. Yeah, he was in the band. We had some plenty of stories together, but yeah. all them guys I remember. And, yeah. and they accepted me with open arms. Right. Because they know I was a newcomer from the South, just right. like they did when they got there. Exactly. So they that's just sense. looked out to me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, did you pretty much stay on the road when you were with those guys? I was on the road with Buddy and Junior a lot. Uh-huh. You know. Um, and when you'd get back home, you'd be... Dick Waterman was out of the manager and... Well, he was the book. Booker, right? Yeah, right. And, right. and uh, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. Bonnie Ray. Oh, Bonnie Ray. Bonnie yeah. Ray. Bonnie yeah. Ray was opening up for us. Wow. With um, was the guy named Bilo from um, you know, but Oh, I remember. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, Freebo. 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 They yeah. used to travel in a band, right? And everywhere we would play, they would open up because they was on their Dick Waterman and right. And I remember she made a record that had Buddy and Junior out the yeah. very first truck. Yeah, uh, Bonnie Ray was uh, the right. opening act. Back right, that's a man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so how long were you with them, you, you think? I stayed with Buddy from 76 to uh, probably about 81. 81, okay. 81. Good five years. To Toronto, Canada. Right. And um, got married up there. And, and, um, and you were there for... A good while too. Yeah, right? I stayed there long enough to get to know the the blues circuit there, and I joined a band called the Downchild. Downchild was huge. Donnie Walsh. Yeah, they were and huge on there. I was their lead singer for a couple of years. Right. What? And it, it just inspired me to start writing my own music as well. Right. So right. It was um it was a good good learning for me to yeah move from the Chicago area 
and get where it was much a little more confined. Right. Correct. Canada. So I had to work harder. Right. Because it couldn't just walk in and say, hey, I'm a blues artist. Can I do it? Yeah. Yeah. You need your resume. Right. And at that time, I didn't know what a resume meant. <laughs> right. You know, but you had to have your package together. Yeah. What, what was your first recording? Uh, my first um, song I did was called Shubity Doo Blues. And was that was that on your own? That was your own record? That was um, that was just uh, 45 that I made. Um, I got a grant from the government. And Canada, in Canada, yeah, okay, to yep. do, um, my project, and so I, I recorded, I think, about seven, eight songs. Wow. And some of them was used on Alligator Records. Cool. So was Alligator your first label or you put it on label? And was that through Bob Greenlee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob Greenlee, King Snake Records down there. What was the name of that record again? Um, hey, the 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 record was called Big News from Baton Rouge on Alligator. Right, but before that. We put it out, and it was called Bio on the Bayou. Was that the one that had you like? No, th- this one had some kids drew little alligators all over. Oh, right. I still got it framed at the house. We had like sixth graders. Oh, that's and great. They drew little alligators. And it's good, yeah. Bio on the Bayou. Huh. And then we was getting so much recognition, Bob decided to get with Bruce from Alligator. Right. Um, such a fool. Uh, Bruce signed us up. Repackaged the same album, took a couple of songs off, and called it "Big News from Baton Rouge." Okay, and how many you've, you've done a few for? Alligator. I think I did about six, six, six albums, albums something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you also recorded for Blind Pig, is that? I right? did. I did a couple for them and yeah. Tell Art. Tell us. Yeah, I knew you were on Tell Art and Cleopatra. I don't know that records there from L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did the Bloodline. Right. Okay. So, and then, uh, and then you were nominated for some Grammys for which which records were you nominated? Um, um, Bloodline. Okay, that's the uh, is that the newest? Way back we did an album. It wasn't my album, but it was a James. It was a tribute. To oh, not James Cott tribute to Howlin' Wolf. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. And with Hubert Sumner's and all of these guys and Sam Lee. Okay, drums and. Yeah, it was just old school guy. Yeah, yeah. And Hen- was Henry Gray on it? Henry didn't make that. She did with us. Okay, we did uh, that up to me here, Boston. Oh, okay. Boston. So was that an album and a tour? It was others. Okay, no tour, no tour, but okay. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So uh, we did that, and um, man, so many more after that. Yeah, start. So was Sam and was Sam Lay and and Gilbert guys are young what sometime? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, we would be tracking and. We'll take a break to listen back to the tracks, and Hubert would go outside and stay down for 40 minutes. He'd <laughs> come back in and say, It's beautiful out there, man. Let's go out there and see it. I go, Yeah, but man, we're trying to make a record here. <laughs> He's a little oblivious to it. He'd just come back so happy, man. Yeah. And I'd even think that, you know, we're looking for him to erase those tracks. Thanks. Now, when, it was when, all fun. When did you do the, uh, the, the, the Broadway, the Mule Bone? Thing on Mule Bone happened around ninety ninety one because I was on my second, a third album with Alligator. Okay. I was so excited that my career was taken off with um, with Alligator Records, and then I walked in the office one day and they said, "Hey man, Toss Mahal just recommend you to the Lincoln Center for this part for in New York City for a Broadway show." Yeah. So Tosh yeah. was the one that. That's awesome. So that was a white thing here. And Zora Neale Hurst. Right. And, okay. uh, I go, Broadway, 
Man, I don't know nothing about Broadway. He said, yeah. Bob Greenlee and I had flew to brought uh, to New York. Right. I go in to read. It was awful, Mark. It was like, really? I had no idea what I was doing. Right. Right. So um, that night we went to see Albert King. Right. He was playing at the Blue Note. Right. So we went to check out Albert King. On my way back the next day to Florida, I said, well, Bob, I know I won't be getting the Broadway show. So the best thing about this, we got a chance to see Albert last night. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, a couple of weeks later, he called me up and he said, congratulations. I said, for what? He said, you got the part. Oh, wow. So now I have to put my brand new career on hold as a right. and that prior and go to New York. And um, they gave me a coach, Novella Nelson. She's passed away now. But, man, she just brought it all out of me. She called me for, I, I bet, probably two months and I had to sit down and read the script was like this. I had yeah. to sit down and read every day with her yeah. until I just got familiar with it. Was it a memorizing thing? It had to be. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was all new to me. So she just drilled me. Yeah. She even made me sing. Wow. I had to sing the script. I'm going, yeah. sing it. How? And she said, just sing it. However you can sing. Yeah. And I would have to sing it. And it was a lot of work. And they tricked me into dancing. Every morning, I had to do my workout with all of the actors, right? And we had 20 different routines we had to do working out. And so one day after I started to read pretty good, she said, okay, now I'm going to block you. And I would read a line to say, now, when you say that line, do number 16 at the workout. And I remember all of my workout routines uh, from one to 21 or something like that. Yeah. Say, so do number 16 and say that. And then I wow. find myself dancing. So, yeah, y'all yeah. tricked yeah. me, man. That's wild. Yeah. Now, who else was in that? Was it any famous? Well, John, James Earl Jones' father was in it, Mr. Roger Earl, the lady who played Miss Bookman, Marilyn Coleman on uh, Good Times. Okay. Uh, uh, Teresa, Mary, I think she's on. Days of our life, I had the world time. It was just, and I'm glad that I didn't know these people, you yeah. know, because I wasn't intimidated. Uh, right. It was like they was trying to figure out who is the newcomer on Broadway, right? Figuring out who is these people already been here, you know? Yeah. So it worked out good. Yeah. It worked out. I, I went in there blind. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Well, see, I mean, I'm just guessing this, but it seems like the way you. Uh, present yourself on stage it's like all that figured in I brought a lot of that it's back to the like, blues uh, stage yeah. after Broadway yeah it just feels like when I watch you sing and perform that you really have you have a larger than life kind of almost persona on stage yeah. and, and a lot of that's from Broadway exactly and throwing your voice out there being able to really yeah and, sing and, and also zero tolerance on Broadway. I mean, you had to focus on what you need to do and you had to do it well. Right. You know, um, yeah. it really it really turned me into a better musician. And perform? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, were you playing guitar right now, please? Yeah, I was playing an um, old acoustic guitar that was all mic'd up. My, I was probably one of the only ones with a, with a mic hit. Okay. And my button was a mic. Right, right. Uh, right. But I had a hidden, a band in the wing. 
Uh-huh. So when I do my acting and whatever part I did, then I go from there to singing a song. Right. It was, you know, it took place in the in the twenties. Right. Um, where this guy Joe Clark built a, yeah. he had two hundred acres of land and he built his own town, Newton Hill, which is still in Florida. Real and he wow. Yeah, he like he built the town, but he didn't think about having a jail, having a. It was just a little small town with a big old Joe Clark grocery store. Oh, and everybody would hang out there because they had nothing to do. Right. And but when they see me and Dave, this the dancer, and I was a guitar player coming into town, everybody get excited. Right. And it's, of course, it was a love triangle. Yeah. Like we fight over days. He was nothing in love with days. Okay. So, um, I great. It was a real funny play. So, so was the play actually based on some real people? Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. We walked into the hiding area. Real store. It's just the best. Yeah. It's for it. And how long did that run? It sounds like it ran a couple months. And uh, we ran uh, they some in January to about April or something. Yeah. So, well, a pretty good run. Yeah. Four they get mad up. Eight. I think I did eight shows in each. Wow. Yeah. Matinees twice. So I'm so yeah. excited. These so, do you feel like that really? Must have boosted your popularity open to something. Very myself, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, after I left there, which all the hype with Broadway. Right. It made an easy pass for me. Yeah. You know, and so then, then you got right back into music? Got back into the willingness to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, how would you? How much would you say you've toured? I mean, you've toured all over the world. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Sometimes I used to try to beat Mr. B.B. Kane out. Right, and just working like you. He said, "Well, Kenny, how many dates you did this year?" I said, "I did two seventy. He said, "I got your beats, son." <laughs> I could never get him. Bro. That's amazing. I could yeah, never get him. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I used to try this top him, man. You know, three ninety yeah. almost. That's I mean, like hardcore. two ninety. Yeah, that is hard. Yes, yes, that's really hardcore work. How will you do fifteen, twenty countries a year? Yeah, I right. Have you been to well? What countries have you? I know you've been to Russia, right? Been to Russia. Uh, have you been to China? China? I've been, no, I did Tokyo. Tokyo. So you've done Japan. Yeah, I did Japan. Me and BB King did it a couple of times. Uh huh. Uh, all through Australia. Yeah. Uh, Germany, France. You. It's done Europe. Yeah, like crazy. Yeah. I think you went to Turkey, right? It's been to Turkey about yeah. four times. Yeah, but that one group. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just your S and Blues Fest. Right. The longest blues festival at one in Bees Festival in the world. Really? It's Turkey. Wow. And uh, you have 41 nights out of about 46. Man. And they was right on time. Every that day. must have run you guys right up. Oh, man, it was crazy. Oh, that's harsh, crazy. Yeah. And, and it was well on enough. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, and I heard they had big tour buses and uh, yeah, yeah. Please help. Yeah. Okay, so uh, tell me about some of the your road stories, man. As far as like, uh, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it all. Oh man, in terms of like bad weather and and, and just you know, break down, of yeah, well, uh, club owners that don't want to pay. We didn't have we didn't have breakdown. We didn't have. See, Dad, it's like he shows canceled. Right. Because you're going to be within so many miles and they shut the highway down. Right. 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 But uh, some stories I can't tell. Right. <laughs> we'll save those for our Patreon members. <laughs> but uh, 
it's been a good run, man. Yeah. You know, I've had a hell of a career. Yeah. Yeah. And you went through a lot of health stuff. Yeah. Like not that long ago. Yeah. I went, that was hep C. Was that what? All through hep C. And um, just before that, before I found out that of my liver, I, mean, I lost my brother. Right, liver cancer. Right, and I lost my dad to bone cancer. Yeah, and then my baby sister was murdered. Right, uh, you had a lot of. Death. I buried three family members within uh, eleven months. Boy, boy, so that was the world, the hardest part of my life. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so and what? So I had to, and by me being the eldest of the family, yeah, yeah. I had to be the one there. Sure, so, so need to be put it together. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, we dealt with that and we got through it, and uh, we're back on catch. And your son played, right? Kenny Tonya plays. He played with James Cotton for right, right. about six, seven years. I remember seeing him with Cotton. Yeah. And uh, my brother was with kind of almost 30 years. Yeah. yeah. No way. Yeah. yeah. No help. Yeah. I lost him since long. Right. So you've, had, yeah, you've been through yeah. four siblings. A lot of siblings dying. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you got how many kids? You got two daughters? I got two daughters and one son. And one son, and you got grandkids. I got, I got grandkids. I got um, three boys. I only have one daughter. Two right. that's gone. One right, daughter. right, yeah, right. Hey, you're beautiful. She, yes. she told me, she told me, she said, uh, Papa, I want you to buy me a car when I, when I go to college. She's getting ready to go to college. Uh, Incredible. This year. Yeah, that time just flew like that. So I go, okay, well, I'll get you a car. So then she sent me a picture. I'm like, yeah, I can't. How about I said, no, I can't. That's a charger. And they put big oh, engine yeah. in the yeah. light. So that's basically 100 and some miles an hour in four right. seconds. And you restore truckers. You do a yeah. car rush. Yeah, I'm a big time gear to Yeah. When I, I collect when I do him. And uh, what's your favorite of, of the ones you've? So right now it's my father sits Chrysler. That's a real crew. Yeah, with him. I mean, I can jump in and go to Memphis, Chicago, or, and it's all set up. And so you actually rebuilt it yourself? I didn't build that. Oh, you didn't? Okay. I, I bought it already. You do that sometimes? Or you can yeah, I just yourself? built my first red rod. Okay, right. You were telling me about that. Yeah. But throughout the years, we always put engines in and take them out and wheel fires, you know. Right. But now I'm into more of the custom art. Right. Right. Now, the other thing you have, you have a recording studio. We don't have. Yes. Yeah. But I moved from the Bay Area from Palo Alto back home. I decided to get the first house that I bought back in Spurred that was still there and would have got acres of land. So I turned it into, uh, well, I didn't do anything, but one side of it, I built a studio. I left the living room, kitchen, and bedrooms in there. And people come from all over the country now in the gardens. And you said you recorded one of the junks? Uh, Tito Jackson, Tito's album is because of it. Right. Patty Hart, I did her album. She's out of New York. Right. Quite a few. I did quite a few albums out. Yeah. Bobby Rush been there to recall. Oh, has he? Wow. Bruce been there. Uh, yeah. He owes us Mimi. Oh, yeah. He's been yeah. there and recorded. Yeah, like he's now, he, isn't he with some kind of, they have some kind of blues. Blues all right to her. Blues is all right to her. Yeah, that's, that's doing that. Yeah, it seems like that's it. selling out 10,000 seater. Really big seater. Place. Yeah. It's, uh, it's more of the Southern soul, you know. Yeah, that's what it's like. Ninjas and God. It's still right for them. 
but it's but it's Southern Soul. Right, right. So uh, um, I noticed that you were interviewed in the Slim Art book. What's quite a bit? Yeah, you know where the book I found out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know it. And uh, and it seems like you have a lot to do with Baton Rouge and get it kind of things off track with uh, with the history of uh, uh, you know your dad and Slim Harpane. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a lot of yeah. Uh, Slim wife, we just lost her probably about five years ago. Yeah, she was just mad at yeah, yeah, yeah. She was uh, she was a survivor. Yeah, but I I knew them from growing up as a kid. Right, right. I. Worst experience with Slim Harper is when I was about seven. We came by the highest to drop my the trailer at from my dad. And that's a big seat. He said, Go in there and see if there's another quick enough in the trailer. So I climbed in the trailer and he closed the doors off. <laughs> I freaked out. Oh, no. So I freaked out so bad I freaked him out. But he said, Oh, son, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Yeah, he got well. Crap went with father his car. He had one of these old long Cadillacs. They got a moniker, and he gave it to me to soothe me. Yeah, it out his hand, but I didn't like it. Why? Like, every time I saw him coming to my house, I go in the backyard. I don't want to see. Still have that harmonica? I no, I don't have it. Too bad. It is like he's a big, tall man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't like for him to come as busy. I can understand that. Now, Lester, on the other hand, you got to be really good. Yeah, yeah. Lazy Lester, see, he, he knew my dad as a teenager, too. Right. Because he lived in the area. That's right. And he used to do warm and board like my grandmother has. Well, okay. Um, and he used to always tease me. I didn't even know your name until I taught you. I just said, come here, Kelly. She said, that's how you learn your name. That's great. You know? but so, uh, he, he watched me grow as a baby. Yeah, he, that's amazing. And he didn't let me forget it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember watching videos of you playing for him on his last day. On, on his last days. Well, I thought that was time. So yeah, I took a golf ball. Or, yeah, I thought I had a guitar fun. But, yeah. But he was blind at the end, but he was so, just sitting there, out, yeah, grabbing his hand. He was. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. That was a beautiful pen. Yeah, man. The thrill it out, man. Great way. Yeah. You know, I swear. He was supporting you and all that. And you never complain. Yeah. Never tell us he was hurting the yeah. thing. That's amazing. Yeah. And um, I think a couple of days after we left, he passed away. But um, PK told me he went into the room and never come out after we asked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was a good egg, man. Uh, really a fun guy to know. Keep you on top of everything. He would really, he would keep <laughs> correct you. Yeah, yeah. He was the first guy to ever tell me one time I was eating with us. He goes, you don't wear your hat. What, you're eating at your mother's house, do you? Yeah, it was great. Great talk to me, saying And I love working with you, man. Oh, man, man. Same oh we've got a real, uh, so what these things, and we've got a lot of great tours on you. Yeah, man. And we're going to continue to. Well, thank you, kid. All right, man. Take care, man. Bye. I'm not